Thanks for tuning in to What is the Point? This podcast is tailored for those navigating their 20s and 30s who want to end up somewhere on purpose. We promise to keep the conversation real and honest as we ask ourselves this question. What's the point in all the different facets of our life? It's our desire that you would gain practical handles to these deeper questions we ask ourselves every single day. So with that being said, let's hop into this week's episode of What is the Point? Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of What is the Point? And we are in a series called Contagious Conversations. So we're pulling in some young adults and walking through uh, what their life is like during just this COVID-19 crisis. And I'm sure whatever day you're listening to this, it's beautiful inside. Mm. And uh, if we haven't met yet on the airwaves, my name is Eon Martz, and I'm technically technically the co-host and i'm here with the actual host bryce clark but today bryce. you are hosting john <laughs> bam, Come on, bam, let's bam. Go. you're right yes today um uh, the student becomes the teacher so i got the reins passed over to me and we're here with a very special guest today andy anderson hey what's up <laughs> Very special. The pause. The so, pause. I didn't. Th- wow, I didn't think he'd show up. All right, cool. He's on. And I mean, as we like to call it, Andy Anderson, double A. Okay. Uh, and here's the deal, Andy. I'm going to share a little bit about you, and then you can share a little bit about yourself. Well, All right. So this is my interpretation of you. <laughs> and then, as an audience, we can all judge whether or not um, we want to continue listening. <laughs> so. Uh, most of you may not know Andy uh, because he's usually behind the camera or on the other side of the mic, okay? And uh, he's North Point's premium storyteller, a.k.a. senior video editor. I may be making these titles up. I don't know. But there's nothing senior about Andy as he is <laughs> a young fellow young adult. <laughs> and uh, Andy's married, six kids, and side note, the longest employee of North Point. So is all that correct? Do the kids include well, the dogs and the cats? <laughs> <laughs> Most, mostly correct. Uh, we have no kids and one dog who is the weight <laughs> of six kids probably. Literally. Yeah. This is one of the biggest dogs I know. What kind of dog is it? Uh, American Bulldog. He's, he's 175 pounds. He's he weighs as much as me. Wow. Yeah. That's saying a lot. Wow, man. Okay. Uh, John, do you weigh 175? Yeah. I, you know, I'm not going to disclose that. All right. Could I bench him? No. But I'm not, yeah, I don't know. Right. So, yeah, I mean, just because he's a weird shape. Weight. I could totally do 175. He's just a weird shape. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, married for about uh, seven years, I think now. So, and been working at North Point for. I, I actually forget. I think it's like 12, but I forget. What? Wow. Yeah, you're the longest person who's ever worked at North Point. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, is that true? It's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. Wow. It is true. Wise Andy. I, exactly. So I, I know that there's a lot of things we can glean from him uh, as far as job stability goes. Um, but a couple things we need to know about Andy because maybe our guard is up and we don't know if we can trust you. So, uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you a couple questions and see if we're on the same page. Okay. So, um, I, I've heard, I've heard, I feel like you're a bit of a foodie or at least you're married to one. And, oh, yeah, uh, 
tell me the three best restaurants in Springfield. Where, where do we need to oh, visit? Where do we need to visit? Question. Now that things are lifting, we can go places. Where do we need to this go? Is practical. Yeah. And great question because two of these places have been closed down uh, for the majority of this, which mm. has been awful for us. So, <laughs> you just um, cry every night. I, in, in no particular order, okay? <laughs> right, first we, we don't have sponsors no yet, so no order. Yeah. 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 Uh, Bart's isn't a huge fan, big slice. Uh, for my New York style pizza, wow, love that place. Uh, we always get the, the the supreme ruler. Yeah, it's a go to. Um, so big slice for for like the the pizza. Side note, we just have to pause it. And I, you know what? One by just going by size of pizza, that would be my favorite place. <laughs> <laughs> but we also have to put in quality of pizza. And it's just too doughy for me. But I know that that's your thing. Yeah. That's your thing. That's your thing. Moving Andy, on. I just want to say I appreciate you giving us your menu order too. So keep that up. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it, you got to get the Andy experience. Uh, and then, our, then our second one that's been closed down is Taj Mahal Indian restaurant. I second that one. And oh, dude, <laughs> that's so dude. good. It's my favorite Indian restaurant in town, and Indian is like the top food to eat. Oh, yeah, it's it, incredible. Indian gives me the uh, runs. Oh, yeah. I just can't do it. Do you get the chicken tiki masala, Andy? That's exactly what I get. <laughs> yes, and the non bread yeah. garlic. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, you guys the same person. We just know it's good, <laughs> and you get a little bit spicy, and then you get like the Reta yogurt stuff with it, and it's just like this cornucopia of flavors exploding on your taste buds. Did you say and yogurt? It, Did you yeah. say cornucopia? <laughs> yeah. So it's like spicy, but then you get like the the yogurt coolness, and then like just the intense flavor of all the way around. It's it's a perfect food. Oh man. I'm, get, I'm getting grossed out thinking about it. But you know what? I'm not going to knock it till I try it. You I got to try, try it. You got to try it. It's good. Yeah. Worth the sacrifice um, after in the bathroom. <laughs> they have the days. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. And then number three is uh, Caesar's Old Mexico for some good es- uh, Espanol food. So. Old Mexico. Mexico. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Have you had that C- Caesar's, uh, John? I've had Old Mexico. What's C- is Caesar's Old Mexico the same thing as Old Mexico? Yeah, yeah, that's the whole name of it. Oh. Perfect. <laughs> okay, I haven't had it, so I'm taking Andy's word. Yeah, right on sunshine, oh, dude, dude. You live right by it. Oh, the fajitas. Hey, Bryce lives like that's five bad. minutes. I, I don't. From it. Re- I've never seen Caesar's Old Mexico. It's so like I've across the street from the Starbucks you probably go to. Really? All the time. Oh, is it that little like hidden yeah. shopping? Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, well, that's I the first to, place I'm going. It used to be a pizza place. I've, I forget what, what it used to be called. Now we know the whole history. <laughs> yeah, I know. This, I'm glad started you guys started in 1994. In podcast okay, uh, m- moving on. We got we got to pick up the pace a little bit. All right. Um, okay, favorite sports team. Hit me with it. Uh, I'm a, I'm a soccer fan actually, and so in the English Premier League is the uh, Tottenham Hotspurs, and I've over the last few years it's my my go-to team. Tottenham. Is that yeah, what Tottenham? Tottenham. Tottenham. <laughs> I love that. Okay, and last question. What's your favorite host of What is the Point? Hey. Uh, <laughs> no. Come on, John. When John Mars comes, it. he always rings the Dang heat. It. Jordan, Jordan Dees. He's a good one. He's good. Hey, you know what? Um, so here's the deal. Andy, I've known you for a long time. Um, I know for, for us even, uh, friends, if we can call it that now. You're a bit of a mystic, okay? You're wise in, in all senses of the word. So uh, one, tell me a little bit about you growing up and just where you are now. Uh, well, first, thank you for that. It is, it is something I aspire to be. Um, 
and I am so far off. It's it's odd even trying to talk about it. But um, uh, so growing up, came from uh, the old school small church back in in Nebraska, in the middle of nowhere. And you know, every time the door was open, our family was there. Sunday night, Sunday morning, Wednesday night, uh, any other time of the week that they felt like doing a prayer meeting. And, <laughs> you know, I was, I was like all into that. Um, went to all the camps and everything. And I uh, actually went to Bible college after graduating. I was going to be a youth pastor and was like so stoked into that. Um, and went to North Point to do youth ministry. Some of you probably don't remember Troy Hartman used to be there in, in students and did that for a few years mm. and then kind of moved over to video and graphics stuff. Wow. Okay. And I mean, it, kind of a weird transition into all those things. What shifted you from, uh, from more like the ministry side to, uh, you know, more of a creative side? <laughs> Jesus. Well, uh, I was, I was, I was about to get fired from students. <laughs> Uh, and then, and then the creative guys are like, Hey, you kind of do all the videos and graphics. Uh, you should come over here and not get fired. <laughs> so that's a fun story. I always imagine that's going to be my exodus. Hey, yeah. we just, you Hey, can you move to facilities and clean and, uh, Oh, oh and that's why I'm still here. No, it's John, like, you'd be kids ministry. Don't thank you. Come on. Thank you. Thank you. Um, no, I, I love that. And, uh, all right. So, so some different, some different shifts and obviously you, you wrote out kind of the long haul of that. Um, anything that's helped you persevere that, I mean, you, you've been here almost 12 years is what you said. Obviously this church looks quite a bit different. What, what's kind of kept you going and, yeah. and kept you in tune? Yeah. Um, man, well, first I think I'm just too stubborn or ob- obstinate to, to leave maybe sometimes, but Man, North Point, I, I kind of say some, sometimes like it, it, it saved me from leaving church probably altogether. Uh, I know a lot of people that have grown up in that kind of old school church style that I did have, have basically like walked away at some point. And uh, even going through Bible school, I was like probably teetering on the edge of like learning more stuff and expanding my horizons and like meeting all kinds of different new people and like coming out of my little bubble in my little shell that I don't know. I don't know where I, I would have ended up if I hadn't like stumbled into North Point. And just like, like you said, it's a different culture. It's a different style. It's a different uh, way of not only viewing Jesus, but being Jesus that is like so attractive to me and has kind of just really pulled me in. And that's where like it kind of boiled down to like, I don't really care what I do at North Point, like as long as I get to be a part. And uh, just because I love, 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 like just being Jesus in our community and around the world and in our whole style. And uh, I love it. Yeah, I think I think that makes a lot of sense. And uh, I know I've gone through a lot of that myself, just having such a similar upbringing uh, when it's come to that type of stuff. And I mean, one of the things that I see. Uh, just I've seen over the years that I've known you, which is really only what, six, seven years. Um, so half, half of his tenure, half of this tenure, <laughs> um, I've seen your faith change quite a bit. And I mean, not in a, I mean, I don't know, not even necessarily in a beliefs way, but in a, um, man, just in a way that you live that out. And I, I've seen, I've seen you tackle some pretty big obstacles for other people. Like I know I've had a lot of big obstacles 
And uh, you've helped me walk through some of those, whether that be the books that you're reading and the, and the people that that um, that you're walking through that with. Um, but that's been super helpful for me. And and even you can kind of see it as, uh, which of course I'm scrolling through your Facebook page right now, um, and I've seen uh, I've seen some of your posts, and they're very interesting. Okay, and this wouldn't be the normal posts that I would see from somebody who grew up the way that you grew up. So uh, I'm just going to read it and then I'm going to give you a little bit of time to explain or a little bit of time to like, hey, what, you know, what are you thinking through when you post these things and, and, and what, what are your hopes for that? But uh, first one I see is this. Okay, I'll read it verbatim. <clears throat> I don't know who needs to hear this, but it's okay to change your mind about a policy party or politician when new information comes available. Doubling down doesn't bring growth constant evaluation and learning does oh that's such an interesting open approach um which is not something i'm used to seeing so fill me in what like what's going through your head when you when you see something like that or think something like that uh yeah i mean as we all know like facebook and social media has been just such a crazy polarizing like duality of you either like go this political direction or that. And if you like you insult the other side and it's like my way is the only way. And uh, it just it just takes people it takes people apart. And, you know, you stop you stop trying to put yourself in other positions and and not evaluating your side or the other side truthfully. And I don't know, like when I post that kind of stuff. I, I kind of want to stay in the middle and like force, force both sides, like whatever staunchly thing you're set in to like take a step back and give more of a, like a balanced evaluation that you can like just be honest with. And I think part of like that specific one was like, I know how much my views have grown and developed. And then looking at some other people that have grown up similar to me, but like haven't changed and haven't like grown. And, um, I just think like the person I want to be is not that just stuck in one, in one Avenue and it's my way or the highway. And like, I got my blinders on to all other truth. And mm. so, um, I don't know. I just, I, I think I can like, I try to, I try to put posts in, in that direction that kind of force people of like, they don't know where I'm standing and I, I want that. And I want people to think and evaluate where they're standing. So I don't know. That's great. And and that's not even just politically. I, I see that a lot spiritually, you know, where so many people have the blinders on, you know, uh, my way or the highway and, you know, taking parts that they, that aren't clear and making it clear. Well, Andy, what I, I love what you said, um, just about like keeping your hands open. I think sometimes when we see these polarizing sides, we look at it and we're like, okay, well, I, I probably have to pick one. And if I pick one, I have to like believe it. Or if I, if I even attempt to be open to the other side, like that's me saying, I believe what they're saying. But I think we can, instead of just saying, okay, I'm going to believe what they're saying. Why don't we just try to see what they're saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and by seeing and being open and listening to where these different viewpoints are coming from, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're pushing uh, all of your beliefs to the wayside. That just means that you're open and you're willing to have a conversation. You're willing to um, be open-minded because like you said, 
by doing that, that's going to help you become a person of growth. That's going to help you become a person who isn't going to lock their uh, whole life or their whole beliefs into just one narrow road. Um, and I think we've all seen, and I don't, I'm not you know, putting anyone on the spotlight, but we've all seen people who have done that and we're like, at least I feel this. I'm like, oh man, I, I feel bad for that person. Like they're ostracizing themselves out over here and it's really not helping anyone. If anything, it's pushing more people away. Losing influence, what, exactly. losing credibility for sure. The things I do want to say on Facebook or social media of like, <laughs> like, yeah, I would just drive people away. Like, cause I, I have friends and I have, I try to keep my social media basically kind of neutral cause I, I do want that input and, and, to see what both sides are feeling and thinking and um, to where, if there is something I can speak into that is helpful. Yeah. And one of the words that I heard you use earlier was the word balance. And I think you do a great job of really seeing both sides pretty well. And so how, how do you, how do you get that balance approach? Mm, Being a middle child. (laughs) (laughs) He was in the middle growing up. Great song. How do you, how do you gain balance? Like, man, that's, that's a great question. It's one I'm still pursuing um, because there are days that I am very unbalanced and I, I don't know. I, I think that we in America definitely have a tendency to like, like pick one Avenue and sprint down it. And we go very mm. like fast and hard for one thing, like, like fitness, you know, the CrossFitters, CrossFit, super cool, whatever. But like, that's your lifestyle. And, and then you like, you can miss out on, you know, eating cake, which is like wonderful. <laughs> you know, or, Don't miss out on Especially that. carrot cake. Uh, <laughs> um, and I just like, just, uh, I don't know, like I said, I want to be that person that like has that balanced life, like spiritually and mentally to where I'm not, you know, even, even the spiritual side, you can be a monk and, and go live that mystical life. But that takes you out of society and it takes you out of growing with people and helping people and, and like living alongside people. And so that kind of far on the other side, like whether it's left or right, it doesn't benefit anybody. And, uh, I I guess I said, I strive to be that kind of just balanced person that, that can take whatever is thrown at me It's uh, one of the funny, (laughs) I guess, kind of funny stories with that in college, um, I'd been dating this girl for a little while and she broke up with me and I was an RA and I, I don't know, like just kind of like kept going, kept living my life doing, uh, I was, uh, I was an intern at North point at the time. And at the end of the year, like my senior year, uh, I had no idea they were doing this, but like the, the class had voted and awarded me the, the bamboo award. <laughs> I was like, what is the bamboo? I don't even know. And they're like, oh, it's it's for it's because you bend but you don't break. And I was like, oh, that's kind of awesome. Like <laughs> that's that is the kind of person I want to be that is balanced and it's not like cuz circumstances and everything crazy goes on in life. I want to be like that, you know, you can you can go with the wind, go with the punches, but like keep keep popping up because of you're not like so hardcore ba- unbalanced on one side that like you can get pushed over easily. So how in that story did you bend and not break? Uh, just, just from like the, the circumstances of stuff happening in life. Um, and people just kind of, I guess, 
had noticed it for whatever reason. And I was as surprised as you of like, I don't know what this means, but, uh, <laughs> uh I just, I don't know. I was like, that's awesome. Like that is, I do want to be that person that, um, that can bend and not break. Yeah. So now I understand why you walk around with that bamboo stick all the time. Yeah. Makes sense. It's not to hit just, people. Like, it's just a reminder. Um, no, and I, I've heard it said kind of like the opposite of unhealthy is unhealthy. So yeah, either extreme you go to, um, it, it's just probably not, uh, the best approach for you. And I got another post here that I'm interested in. Okay. This is a little less balanced in kind of what you've been talking about. So I'm, I'm, I'm just interested. <laughs> I'm interested. Yeah, it's, 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 uh, this is actually 2014. <laughs> no, this is, uh, this is, is semi recent. Okay. Uh, and this was a retweet by, uh, Rain Wilson. So, um, obviously oh, we have Dwight, now? Dwight from the office. Uh, yeah, it's in between. All right. Uh, but it says the metamorphosis of Jesus Christ from a humble servant of the abject poor to a symbol that stands for gun rights, prosperity, the prosperity, theology, uh, anti-science, limited government that neglects the destitute uh, and, and fierce nationalism is truly the strangest transformation in human history. I'm not even sure what that means. Like my brain can't comprehend that. <laughs> yeah, I, well, it, it, it seems like... Uh, you know, we, we've done up Jesus to look a certain way in, in Western culture, but, um, yeah, f- fill me in, Andy. Oh man. I love this. So Rain Wilson, Dwight Schrute from the office, uh, he's done some other stuff too, like after the office that, uh, you can tell like this guy is, is a lot more open-minded and very intelligent and, and super cool, but he doesn't do a ton of religious stuff like this, but I think he did, he had posted this sometime around Easter and just talking about like how we took kind of everything that Jesus stands for and Americanized it into this like gun toting rights screaming uh you know not defender of the poor uh and it's so crazy like and you know like the the famous uh Gandhi quote uh, Gandhi, he said, uh, he said, I like your Christ, but I don't like your Christians. Might be paraphrasing that, but, but like just that idea of like Western church, Christianity, Americanized religion has like, it's all about our rights. Um, what we can get ahead, what, what religion can give us to, to get, get us ahead and stepping over the poor to get it. When like you look at Jesus and I kind of like, oh man, going back to that, like growing up through and out of like this church culture, I actually had to detox from like reading the Bible for a little bit after Bible school, because I was like, I have to get different eyes. And then it like, you can sit down and read through like John and it, and it like taking out of context, what, what church has done to Jesus and just looking at Jesus, like, oh, it's, it's awesome. And uh, I don't know, like, yeah, so posting Rain Wilson's thing, it's just, it's, it's just this brilliant slice of, uh, that forces us to evaluate, again, like, where we stand on stuff. It forces us to step back and like, oh, like, wait, Jesus would not be running around with his AK-47, like, screaming about his rights. Like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So, like, why should I? Ah, I don't know. I get fired up about that. 
I could definitely relate to that that in my upbringing as well, where I, I've heard it. You ran around with AK 47s Well, you know, <laughs> John AK twenty seven. Oh, is it twenty? Yeah, a little bit smaller I think, size. Okay. I'm a kind of a yeah daintier man um, or boy, boy child. <laughs> you took me for a BB gun guy. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. No, I I think I've heard it said before. Like there's construction, there's deconstruction, and there's reconstruction, and it, this works in a lot of different facets of life, but spiritually as well. Like at a young age, we we don't even necessarily construct all these things in our head, but other people do. So we get construct like this is what Jesus looks like. This is what church is. This is what you know, and, and we have all these thoughts of well, this is just what we've seen. So this is what it must be. I must follow this. Yes, I've, exactly. From people. Exactly. Your, your parents play a big role in that. And there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but just once you get older, you start deconstructing because you're like, no, 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 that's not right. Yeah. Or th- this, if this is true, then this doesn't like, this is so against everything that I am. Like, uh, you know, so you just start to pull back and deconstruct these things in your life. And then, uh, and then there's reconstruction and that's whenever you kind of come back. That's why you see so many people who grew up that way. Uh, maybe more black and white. You grew up in church. You were always there. Um, you know, you got one view kind of pushed on you they grow up and go in a completely different direction. Cause that's like the deconstruction and they just deconstruct it all. They're like, I'm right. getting out of this. Right. And then there's a slow reconstruction process of, okay, I, no, 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 you know, there, there is a God. Okay. That's, that's, there's a foundation now. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no, no. I, I believe that, yeah, he does care about the poor. He does. He, he is, uh, you know, he has a righteous anger for, you know, the unjust and, uh, you know, th- there's so many things that you start to reconstruct, but you're a lot more careful this time about what you reconstruct in, in your mind. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly it. So one of the super helpful books that I read uh, last month was Irresistible by Andy Stanley. Highly recommend that book. Incredible. And it sounds irresistible. Great name, by the way. (laughs) Irresistible. Yeah. (laughs) Can't put it down. Uh, But he's, He's talking about how like we've been taught the Bible this way. And then you grow up and like as a young adult, like I said, like you start seeing other cultures and beliefs and you start talking to people that don't that that don't follow everything that you've grown up believing and you start you know your eyes start expanding science and and college and and you start walking away of like well if if this part of the bible is this way that i've always believed and then you know my science teacher says this then that means the rest of it i have to throw out like Mm, whatever yep yep, and and so like that whole deconstruction thing I think everybody does have to go through it to some extent, but like you said, like you have to land somewhere and then grow, grow from that. And, uh, there's, there's like a ton of authors that have really helped me with that, that I was like, man, I wish I would have read this in Bible college. It would have been so helpful, um, to like bring me to a healthy place faster. Yeah. Give me a couple of those. Give me a couple of those authors that oh. if somebody's listening to this podcast and they're like, man, I, I do feel very one-sided. I'd love to open up my, my eyes to, to, to something else. And so, uh, give me a couple of those. Yeah. Yeah. So like I said, Andy Stanley, phenomenal, uh, Richard Rohr, R O H R. Uh, he's a Franciscan friar. Uh, uh, and he's incredible. Like he's a good cook. You, fry cook. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <fry. laughs> uh, I'm already interested. Uh, (laughs) We're back to food again. I mean, always hot topic. Uh, Anything by him. Universal Christ. I I read last year in 
in a kind of a nature trip in New Zealand that like, as you're reading about Christ in nature, incredible. So read it as you go camping or something. Um, uh, Rob Bell, uh, is, is a go-to like if, if you've heard stuff about Rob Bell and you, you have to like see for yourself, you have to try it. You have to pick up love wins and get it from his perspective and not just from something your Sunday school teacher told you. I don't know, being blunt on that, but read some Rob Bell. Uh, Peter Rollins, if if you like, you know, really want to stretch your brain, I actually have a Peter Rollins book that I pick up and read like a chapter every couple weeks because it's so dense. <laughs> it's hard to get through. Um, but he's he's awesome on, on expanding uh, on the theology side of things. Is there one that if, if you could only recommend one? This is the one you'd recommend for a young adult to pick up. A one of these authors. Yeah, like if you had a if oh. yeah, if I was asking, okay, I'm going to start tomorrow. I'm going to start reading, and you could only give me one book, and it's the last book I could ever read. Um, which one of these would it be? <laughs> I just made that oh, question man. super intense. A, that is a tough one. <laughs> is it, um, am I on a desert island? What's going on? I just well, I was going to say you're going to die in five days, days but then I, was, I, I can't myself. read a book in five days. Get <laughs> right? out. Uh, I mean, there, so like I said, Rob Bell and Richard Rohr is super easy to read. Uh, Rob Bell's stuff is is relatively short, and you can breeze through it, and very easy nuggets to grasp. So uh, probably start with Rob Bell, and and then keep going. What's the title of the book? Uh, I mean, Love Wins is hands down phenomenal. Uh, and then I think it was one about the Bible was great too, like how we think about the Bible or something. Yeah, what is, what is the Bible? Man, a uh, lot, lot of the same influences, which of course I knew because we talk about these all the time. Uh, but yeah, you know, I'm a huge, huge Rob Belthian. And, and you know, Richard Rohr, just, uh, just incredible stuff. And uh, and, and they yeah. have uh, podcasts too that are, yeah. again, super easy to like digest bits and pieces of stuff. Leave me with this. If you could give young adults uh, one piece of advice, whether that be spiritually, whether that be uh, socially, emotionally, whatever, uh, what would you leave them with? Okay. So you did give me a heads up on this one and I'm glad you did because I'm an Enneagram 5 and I need time <laughs> to like stew and think about things. Uh, and I was like, man, that is... If I had one thing to say to any young adult. Because um, you do only have one thing, Andy. We'll mute you after that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I was like looking back of like, okay, my life, what is one thing that kind of changed the trajectory of my worldview? And, and it's one verse and it's in the Old Testament and it's in the book of Micah. Okay. I had never heard this verse in my life. I grew up in church all the time, Bible quiz uh, camps, Bible college, did not hear this verse until my, uh, my junior year of college. Okay. And it's Micah six verse eight. And this is what it says. Uh, he has told you, oh man, what is good and what does the Lord re require of you, but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with God. And that verse blew my mind. Because uh, like we get so so caught up, you know, going through college and high school of like, well, what am I going to be? What what's the right choice? What direction? Do, uh, you know, does God? What's the plan? Uh, all the other thoughts that that we try to push onto young people, and you know, who am I supposed to date? What's what's my major supposed to be? What career should I go after? 
and and this is again one of those pivotal verses that like so it, when because growing up I was like oh I have to be in ministry I have to be this youth pastor because like that was just like that's what I thought God had told me to do. And then, and then like running, literally running into this verse in a class. And then I had to go back to my dorm and just like sit there for a second. Cause like, well, what does God actually want for you? And, and you know, it says in one of the translation, I love it. It says like, what does you uh, require of you? Oh, mortal. Um, you know, cause our, our, our lives are mortal and just kind of sitting and recognizing that, but like justice, humility, and love, like that's it. Ah, it was so good for me. Love, like you could live your entire life, um, make all the money, have all the friends, uh, preach all the messages, like whatever, write all the books, whatever. But if you haven't pursued these, like it was all pointless. And I think like this, this whole world is an open book. Like our, your life is an open book and with blank pages and they're like, there's no, probably not a set direction necessarily, but if, if whatever it is that you like stumble into, you can align your life with justice, kindness, and humility. Like you got it, like you're going to nail it. So, man, I, I love that verse. That's it. That's, that's it. I love it. I love how, I love how simple it is. And um, it is so easy as you at all, even myself to get caught up in, knowing all the details of, of my life and trying to like figure out if that aligns with God. And really this microverse is just like a three point checklist, you know, uh, which right. I love. You can exactly. take away and you can look at every morning. Am I acting justly? Am I loving? And am I walking humbly? So that's awesome. I've right. got to ask just for the people that really want to read more about um, the content you produce, Andy, how can they find you on Facebook? and or Twitter? Oh, uh, well, first, my Twitter, I don't post on. I follow soccer and memes on it. Um, <laughs> uh, Andy Anderson on Facebook. What a millennial. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I'm too cool for it, but uh, I think if you just search Andy Anderson, you'd probably find me. <laughs> Triple A, double A. Oh, my gosh. Well, hey, Andy, thanks so much for hopping in with us. Uh, it was my pleasure. Like oh, <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> thanks for having me. This is fun. So, um, well, hey, thanks so much for tuning in to What is the Point as we continue our Contagious Conversation series, uh, quarantine edition style, inside the homes. And uh, we'll see you next week.